hold in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the stream. The leaves and to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the ride. You got me? I I got your back, bro. You hear me? I can five by five. Five by five. Five by five right here. Yeah. Welcome to... You have successfully made it well, to the number one outdoor radio show in all of the world. Congratulations, boys and girls. Zone. Kids from all over. All over. It's the Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone. I'm going to... Uh, I'm I'm Cody Ryan sitting in with me this morning, Don Beefsteak Disco. Oh yeah, Sob Dog Twisting Wires getting here early, making sure the gates open, making sure that somebody shows up and walks through those gates <laughs> to come bring you the uh, greatest outdoor show. Of course, he would just speak on uh, himself. He would just begin the show without us. I was and, born uh, in a small. We would lose our show. Uh, because nah, they would find that he's much more interesting than we are. But <laughs> He would send up a flare, I think. He would shoot a flare up. Just a boat flare, you uh, know? Shoot a flare at us. Stay back! Maybe so. This is my bunkhouse! So, countdown. Less than two weeks from today. Thirteen days. Well, am I till... have a kid? No. I leave for... Uh... I leave for no. the last Bassmaster Open. No, guess again. Uh, I don't know. I've tried to erase d- it out d- of my d- memory. D- Texas New Year. I've tried so, to erase it out oh, of my memory. So you can't shoot from the boat, is what you're saying? <laughs> they don't think I'm you'll... supposed to be in Alabama opening day of dove season this year. So uh, dove season, I I just canceled it from all show prep, all talking about. I'm trying to pretend like it's not even happening this year. You know, kind of interesting that coming up after that in September is uh, Labor Day. Do you ever notice a coincidence with your wife and Labor Day? And oh, good God. You can make that and enjoy that. It'll be kind of fun, right? It Actually, a, I... Uh, see if she comes uh, goes into labor on Labor Day. Wouldn't I that was, be exciting? I was looking at the calendar. I think I can make September 1st work. Um, to have then, the baby? No, no, oh. I'm not even talking about the baby. The baby's not even going to happen until I get back from Alabama, Bassmaster event. Yeah, I know, knock on wood. I know it's the due date's like five days after that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I got five days <laughs> okay. to rest after I get back from the Bassmaster Open there in Alabama. So I'm gonna September 1st, though, I'm going to hold off on going to Alabama, I believe, and make September 1st go out and... Uh, you know, dove hunt opening day, and then leave the second or the night of the first. Really? Well, yeah. Otherwise, I'm. No, I don't know when I'm going to have time to dove hunt. Is TJ going with you? Uh, he's supposed to if this baby's not born. Yeah, okay. he's supposed to. The idea is that, I, you know, my wife is uh, due the uh, one week the after 13th, right? the 13th, I guess. I've got a Bassmaster open in Alabama the 6th. 
through the ninth or something like that. So that's what you told her. Hey, can you just make sure that this thing doesn't happen? Because well, I'm on either a that boat. or get it done beforehand. You know, which I talked to the. I think the first day of the tournament's the sixth, and I talked to the uh, doctor Friday and said, "Okay, I need to read on this. <laughs> let's schedule this thing out. Let's go ahead and get this baby, uh, you know, scheduled out. Let's just let's just schedule it. Let's just have this done, and uh, you know, because I can do all that doctor stuff, induce it or whatever, you know." And you, you're she saying, goes, "All right, oh, okay. the first day that I can." Uh, Comfortably induce this baby would be based on everything is uh, the sixth. I said, "Well, no, that doesn't no, that doesn't work at all. That, no, that's that makes not good. no sense. I'd rather delay it, right? Right, like a week, so yeah. I can go fishing. Not so I can go fishing. That's what I, I heard. Salt dog. Did you hear that? That's what I heard. I have a job and an obligation, a responsibility <laughs> to supporters, sponsors, to the organization." Uh, to this radio show, just as much as to I this am. radio show that uh, that I go, whatever makes you feel good. You you worked on that list for a while, didn't you? This morning before you said that, no. like these are all the things why I have to go fishing. No, I I've have been to working on that list for eight months. Found out she was pregnant. <laughs> I like it, man. But we so where actually, are you gonna go? my wife is the most supportive over that whole decision. I bet she is. She's like, get your but out of here. I don't want you around that last week. Knowing your wife, she'd probably say, you know what? Let me just take the, let me just do this thing. Yeah. All right. You go fishing and I'll, right. I'll take care of it. Yeah. That's how she is. But you don't want to miss that, buddy. No, no, Trust no, me. no, no, no. We got it all almost figured out. So. Plus your, your dad would be there no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to tag in. He's going to, you, you know how he, he's going to go crazy. Oh man, he's gonna go nuts. Well, and so the idea of my with TJ going with me is uh-huh. that we ride together, and then if I get called back home, I can jump on a plane, and be back home, and you know, two and a half hours, two hours, yeah. however long it it takes, and uh, and he'll do and a he fishing can, tour on the way back with your boat. <laughs> <laughs> he'll stop he at can, every place he wants. He can drive my truck and boat and all my equipment and everything back. That'll so. be fun. It'll be like a two-week vacation for him. Yeah. He won't come back for two weeks. But anyways, we're we're really close. Are you going to go out to Marble Falls? Is that where you're going to go shoot on September 1st? I, I don't have a place yet. I'm just trying to decide if that's a logical move or not. Uh, I believe it's. I believe that's going to be doable, though. If you guys are still going to be in town, that's what we talked about. Yeah. Speaking of, we got... Uh, TJ calling in right now. I, I've been working on my camper build this week a little oh, bit. Mr. 2 by 4 Is that I've thing's going to be so heavy? No. It's 2 by 2s dude. I built it out of 2 by 2s The floor's out of 2 by 3s Okay. It's not, not heavy. You got to put some old tin on it from the I can still, house. let's see, I've got it completely skinned, wrapped, you know, with the plywood and all that, uh-huh. and I can still lift, it, lift up the front. Okay. Well, good luck with that. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, you I'm can at least guy. drive under it. So I've got a uh, Mr. T.J. Graney on the phone for you, gentlemen. Who? Currently, all right, we let's bring him guy. up. Let's bring him up. This is T.J. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, boys. What are you guys doing this morning? Talking about you working. <laughs> so I'm in. Uh, I'm doing the second phase of my morning walk on Chandler Mountain in Lynchburg, Virginia. Taking a little stroll with Mrs. Graney, drinking a cup of hotel coffee. Wow! Wow! Uh, climbing. So there you go. Saw a couple of deer. Went driving around. Went over to Appomattox, Virginia. Donnie, you can give a whole dissertation. On- well, I'm sorry, we we can't talk about Confederate things, you know, about Civil War or anything like that, right? So, <clears throat> you it know, was, and- it was cool. <laughs> Mrs. Graney had never seen the the battlegrounds and the stuff like that. So it, it's amazing actually. It is quite amazing. Quite amazing. But anyway, no big outdoor news or anything going on over here. Got a trained up some guys to do KOZ and uh talking about deer hunting and bow hunting and you know, this town has such a large population of whitetail deer inside the city limits. They have two full-time guys that drive around in trucks, snipe deer, and then they have a cooler 
a drive-in cooler that they drive in and they hang them and they process every deer they kill and give it away to the needy. And uh, I just think, man, how do you get that job? No kidding. <laughs> you know how many applicants have been? I mean, how does that interview go? I I want to know how that interview goes. Hey, we were talking um we were talking because, you know, this whole thing uh this uh you and I are supposed to be in Alabama. We're supposed to leave like uh at the on the 31st or the 1st or whatever. Uh, I'm thinking I was looking at the calendar that we should probably hunt the morning of the 1st and then hit the road. Uh, oh, can we do that? Well, yeah. I mean, I can, we can do whatever we want. I mean, oh, we, we I was think with your calendar on that, we think we can do whatever we want. Of course, <laughs> one phone call could change everything we have planned. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. That uh, we should probably do that. We should probably you mean maybe baby, baby Glock could change that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, baby Glock. <laughs> Glock Winchester. 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 Baby. You could name a girl Winchester. Mag- yeah, actually, you could. Magpole. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's now we're getting somewhere. We're getting some traction here. Yeah. Something uh, in the outdoors. I would I would absolutely love that. That I think the problem's gonna be the place where we've been hunting the last couple of years. We're gonna have to ask the people living in those houses they're building on the <laughs> On the dove field. Uh, it's kind of one of those things. In their backyard. It's so fast. You know that morning flight, it's only like five or ten minutes long. We could long. be gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could just catch that first get flight. In, and be down. Yeah, I mean, by the time <laughs> they realize what's going on, our, we're already loading up and heading out. That's right. I was thinking we need to find something east, heading east. Maybe we find something in Bastrop, a flyway or something going out that direction because that way yeah, we'll already be out in round rock pflugerville area yeah you yeah. don't want to go to marble falls it's just an hour well, and I a half to go to marble falls but yeah it's kind of headed the two, other direction the, two hours the other way i wonder if we could just take our shotguns and just hunt our way across texas <laughs> now uh, that my, my. Hey, actually we're gonna have to go through east texas which by the time you cross that East Texas borderline, I mean, there's, doesn't I mean, matter, yeah. it doesn't matter what you, you do, right? You want to be in the back of the truck, in the bed of the truck, just, yeah. there's a flyover. Yeah, you just get in a boat, you get in a boat, and you hunt all the way to Alabama. Man, can you imagine how much fun that would be? <laughs> yeah, for like four minutes, but then it's it would a, get real old. like a old teddy. We just need to, we just need to. Uh, sneak old salt dog's wallet out of his pocket so I can carry that wallet if somebody <laughs> wants to know my name. <laughs> we use it all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well we got to get to... We so, got, go so ahead. I know you got to take a break, but next week um, I'll be back to do the radio show, but between now and next week I'll be headed up for number seven on my top 12 tallest peaks in America, and I'll be scaling uh, the tallest peak in Utah. And so I'll be disappearing for a couple of days off, wow. off radio. All right. And, uh, well, good. Anyway, stand by for that adventure, yeah. folks, for next week. Awesome. All, All right. right. Well, you're going you're gonna to climb alone? This this time, yes. This oh is a man, four day solo. No, he needs to go. We lose need himself. to talk about this. <laughs> we need to talk about this. You're getting a little old for them four solo. days on your own. Yeah, so yeah. I read about so a a guy or a couple that got trapped in a tall area and had to burn their hair to stay alive. So watch out. He keeps well, going to be difficult. I'm not going to be. You're not going to be. You don't got a whole lot to burn. Back hair counts, so <laughs> it's, it burns just as well. All right, hey, All we right, got to get off the phone. Yeah, hey, I got to get rid of you. This is Granny's giving me the stink out here. Yeah, I can I'm walking I, with her, and she's. I can hear. Don't ever walk with your wife and talk on the phone at the same time. Oh yeah, try and tell your wife that. Okay, <laughs> got to go. See you, buds. It's the uh, 
The Outdoor Zone. Okay. Up next, we're going to talk a little Bassmaster. We've got uh, Forcewood Cup just happened last week. Man, what a cool scenario. Uh, just a whole series of events that happened uh, with the winner, Clint Davis, of the Forcewood Cup last week. We'll cool. talk about that on the flip side. Um, plus, your outdoor news of the weird, your game warden field notes. You don't want to miss it. It's all right here, one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7. 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish On. Walk along the river, sweet Hi, welcome back. That's right. This is the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. Just a old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here. On the horn and always 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Now on iTunes, just oh, search yeah. The Outdoor Zone. Salt Dog gets them uploaded yep. up there on it for us. And, uh, man, we're on the inner wide web. <laughs> World Wide Web. Brought to you by McBride's Guns. McBride's Guns, Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop. If you're looking for the right fire, McBride's can help. If you're looking to trade your guns, McBride's is a place, an expert gunsmith right there. Only one place, McBride's Guns. I saw a guy post yesterday, I guess it was on Facebook, that he was looking for a new shotgun, looking for suggestions on what shotgun he should buy. And I told him, man, McBride's, really, there's only only one place to go. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. You'll find them in the same place it's been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532, or online, mcbridesguns.com. Uh, last week, Forcewood Cup. Uh, man, what a cool story. When you kind of dig into the uh, the winner of the Forcewood Cup, a great group of guys in the top 12. You know, you've got a, you had a ton of guys under 30 years old. I mean, I think... Uh, is that the new regime that's oh coming gosh. in? Oh, my gosh. It makes, always, makes me feel old. But it hadn't been that way no. before. It's always Usually, been the plus, plus plusers. In, in, <laughs> in previous time, your your young guys would be in their you know early 40s, mm-hmm. and those would be the young bucks. And you usually would have your best season around, you know, you're around 40 to 45. Uh, shoot, not now, man. These kids coming out of college with college fishing and all that kind of stuff they're having you know you think that's what it is oh absolutely it's just getting into the they've game got early. tournament experience now real level real high level tournament experience by the time they come out of college so it's like farm team they're just it's uh the minor leagues in college then yeah for the big for the bigs yeah these guys are just coming out and rocking it so uh i don't oh, the confidence too right oh man yeah that that's the main thing just having confidence. confidence in yeah. and in the, the tournament and probably the stamina, you there know. You go. That's true. All that but, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I get a lot more tired than I did in my early twenties. I'm and, in my mid thirties. In my mid twenties, I could probably, you know, run twice as long as I could now, as I can now. Uh, no, I, I go to bed at nine o'clock when I'm on my fishing trips. Now, you know, I'm well, that guy. It's about recharging, right? I mean, those. Yeah, like they the, don't have to recharge. They just run wide open, you know. Until the up. next day, right? <laughs> and they do it again. Uh, tries to salt dog. <laughs> you guys. Live it up, all. bro. Yeah. Live it up. I'm, I'm already where you're at. I mean, I, I we go out so early in the morning. By the time we get back, I mean, it's a 7, 8 o'clock night for me. And I'm oh, out good. Cold. That's, that's good. It makes me feel much better. Keeps him out of trouble, It's not too, just me. You know? 
It's Keeps you just, out of trouble when you go to bed at 8 o'clock. I just thought o'clock. I was aging <laughs> too quickly. I thought I was aging too fast. But okay, anyway, so, so back to the... Forest Wood Cup, a uh, ton of young guys in their 20s made the top 10 cut on the final day. Clint Davis, Clint Davis was sitting in 10th place and made it to 10th place by one ounce. Oh, wow. <laughs> one Man. ounce separated 10th. In eleventh place, so that so they make a cut to tenth place, and uh, he made the cut by one ounce. I'd hate to be that other guy on the on the backside of that. Guess what? He one. won the Forest Wood Cup. He came Clint in. Clint did. Clint oh Davis my. won. Started at FLW uh, a couple of years ago. Came out of the college fishing ranks. Uh, and then made it to the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series, kind of switched organizations, went and fished for Bassmaster for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really have a very good couple of seasons. The tournament director, after his second year, he wasn't going to qualify again for the Elite Series. The tournament director for the FLW Tour called him in the off season after the what? second Elite Series and said, Look, Clint, why don't you come back over to FLW? <laughs> I, I I mean, you're a great fisherman. I really think you have it. I just don't think you've had your year yet. I think you're going to. Wow. And uh, so he came back. And, and well, he, he said he goes, man, I got a job lined up. I've got, you know, he was going to he was going to go to work. He was done with the professional fishing thing. And uh, he had a job lined up. He was going to go take care of his family. You know, he's got young kids. He was yeah. going to take care of his family. Tournament director called him, and uh, he said by Christmas time he he was fired up about fishing again, and he said I'm I'm all in. Wow. So this year uh, had a decent year. Obviously made it to mm-hmm. the Forestwood Cup, and then uh, by one ounce made it into the top ten, and then had the biggest day of the entire Forestwood Cup, uh, set over seventeen pounds, which it was a brutal tournament. Uh, to catch a limit was was a good day, and he brought in 17 pounds, lapped the field, and won the tournament from last place, you know, last in the cut to uh, winning the tournament. $300,000. Wasn't even going to fish this year. Maybe uh, maybe it's psychological. He's like, if I don't do this, <laughs> guess where I, I'm going back to well, the real world. <laughs> yeah, I better win the biggest. <laughs> I've got to come back. So, what a and, great story. That man, could be a movie. Man, I know. It's just, I love how those stories come together. It seems like every Bassmaster Classic or FLW Cup, these these amazing stories when you get to hear the backstory of, mm-hmm. you know, how they won them or where they came from. and uh, Especially just, that one. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. So congratulations to Clint Davis. I'm sure he's busy now on doing radio interviews. I, I thought about trying to get him on, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm we'll sure probably it's... wait a little while and maybe try and get him on and just talk to him about it. You know, he's just a regular guy. He had a job lined up, I think, with, like, the oil field. He was going to go drive a truck or do something like that, you know. And uh, so, I mean, just a, just well, one of us. You know, it be interesting. It's just a, a interview on kind of after the media splash is over. Yeah. And when it's died down now. Sinks in. Now what do you do? Where, yeah. well, how's it going? You know, what? how do you feel? Well, I start driving that truck. <laughs> and... <laughs> My wife said, <laughs> I need, I was lucky. Burn through that 300K real quick, you know. No, uh, he'll be around for a while. He's he's always had, he's always been a great fisherman. I, I've, I've seen him, you know, fishing over the years. And obviously to even make the Elite Series, you got to be a great fisherman. To fish the FLW Tour, you got to be, you know, you can't just be any slouch. So that's how close it is, though. I mean, between a good fisherman that's just about ready or did quit, and yeah. then oh, came my back. Goodness. So it's that close. You that confidence level where you're like, you know, um, even though I'm really good, I mm, I just well, you don't feel like you're really good, though. I assure you. Well, you've got people telling you, and I'm sure. Well, yeah. So you're saying when you aren't winning, right? The big. The bigs, yeah, you, you're doubtful all the time. Oh right? man, it's a uh, the bass fishing tournament scene is a mental thing. It's a mental game. It gets in your head when you're not doing good. Boy, you go, you just don't do good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you when you get your head when you get your head screwed on straight, and you start doing well, get momentum. Momentum goes, man, good. and you can't be beat. Or at least you feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to be on one of those streaks again. <laughs> Due to recent cancellation of the Hook Bassmaster Elite Series in the upper Chesapeake Bay, man, it's just been a weird year for Bassmaster Elite Series. They've, they've uh, uh, moved an event. The event they were scheduled to have at the Sabine River, thank you for closing that shade. That sun was getting right in my eyeballs. Uh, they moved an event earlier this season because of storms. Now they've canceled an event. Now they've changed because they canceled an event. They've uh, doubled the size of the of the uh, Bassmaster Classic bracket. Oh my! They were just going to have eight guys fish for the for the final slots in the Bassmaster Classic. Now they're going to have sixteen. So they opened that up. Uh, we'll see how all that shakes out. Lots of rumors with Bassmaster and FLW and a potential new series coming to the forefront. I mean, lots of crazy rumors coming up in the next couple of weeks is what I'm told. Of uh, Like emerging or just... Uh, I, there's There's rumors from all spectrums. And so I have no idea. Okay. I have zero clue what's going to happen. But uh, definitely some big news in the professional bass fishing world. All right, let's take a break. I don't know what those rumors are. I mean, I know what the rumors are, but there's so many of them, none of them make any sense. So we'll just have to wait and see. Outdoor News of the Weird up next. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse. You get it only one place right here. 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. Hi, we're back. Hey, you fish, bro? You fish, bro? I'm singing over here. Do you fish, bro? I do fish, bro. Yeah. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Archery oh, Country, the man. shop that'll get you shooting straight. Our friends at our Archery Country are setting setting you up for uh, big elk season. They had their film tour. Huge, huge deal that went on. The full draw film tour uh, that went on there at Archery Country. Um, but the bow shop that'll get you taken care of. You got that elk hunt that's just around the corner. You need your your n- new strings, boy. You better get in there and shoot because you got to get a hundred shots in before that new string is stretched, and you can do your final uh, tuning. You better go in there and make sure that you're all tuned up and ready because it is happening real quick. They got the new Matthews Triax, the Hoyt Nitrux, 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 Nitrux. Nitrux. Man, these bows are fast dude the newest thing is uh heavier arrows you know we used to want to go lighter faster the newest thing are heavier arrows because these bows are so fast and so quiet that you can go to a heavier arrow now than we used to have to shoot they've got traeger grills with the you know the wood pellet grills oh yeah just keep basically do the cook cooking for you you don't even have to do anything it's beautiful you just have to like look at it and it cooks you the most wonderful <laughs> piece of meat ever well you got to fill it up with the wood pellets but that's oh. your job oh archery country 8121 research boulevard or you can give them a call 512-452-1222 go by there they've got a full indoor range if you haven't been by there in a while or if you uh you know just want to get into shooting a bow you don't even have to be a hunter you just want to try and shoot a bow go see our friends at archery country 8121 Research Boulevard, Archery Country, AustinArcheryCountry.com. All right, now it's time for this week's uh, Outdoor News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. All right, beefsteak. 
And Weird. Salt Dog, you've got to pay attention because there's some questions that follow this outdoor All news. Right, I'm ready. Afterwards. This is a conversational segment where we discuss crazy deer. All I've right. heard some weird stories as far as antlers go, but never this. Something so rare was spotted in Utah recently. The only appropriate response was, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, that was kind of a corny line, wasn't it? Uh, Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources posted a series of photos on on Facebook earlier this month showing a buck sporting a double set of antlers. Typically, a cyclical drop of testosterone level in winter <laughs> triggers the shedding of antler bucks. When that cycle fails, this is the result, the Division of Wildlife Resources wrote. Get educated. Under normal circumstances, the buck is supposed to shed its antlers when breeding season is over, which varies across the country, obviously. Uh, two of the common reasons why a deer may not shed its antlers are stress or injury. So basically, I don't know if y'all saw a picture of this deer, but it had literally two sets of antlers. One was a hard you know, antler from last year, and in front of it was growing new velvet, <laughs> a giant new velvet set of antlers. So, I mean, I don't know that I've ever even heard of that before mm. I read this story. I mean, I've heard of some funky deer, you know, a third main beam coming out of its forehead and different yeah. stuff like that. I've never seen it. But actual two sets of antlers... Coming wow. out of their head, you know, last year's and this year's, I've never, I've never seen anything you like better, it. But we better watch out. Some uh, biologist is going to go, huh? We can figure this out. We can, uh, you know, keep that testosterone level up, or we can change some things so they just keep them and keep growing. Well, during the off season, and that's the difference between horns and antlers, right? Horns continue to grow the entire life yeah. of the animal. Antlers shed every single year, like mm -hmm. your elk, your whitetail, your mule deer. I think this is a mule deer. Um, that's what the antlers look like, more muley. Uh, but I never seen anything like it. Have you? No, never. I didn't even be honest with you. I didn't even know that there was a possibility. Yeah, that they could keep Neither. their baby teeth, as they say. You yeah, know? you know, and and it makes sense, though. I mean, if they, uh, I guess, if they don't go into that cycle of uh, the testosterone drop, you know, then and shed them. If that's the key, if that's what makes them shed them in their DNA. Yeah, and does that mean there's not enough does, or you know, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm lonely, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's all these. Uh, but it's a buck party out here. <laughs> what's the what's the weirdest antlers or weirdest deer y'all seen? Can you think? Either one of you? I just, uh, just saw that picture. I think that would have to take the cake. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, I haven't either. I just looked that up. Yeah, I've never seen kind of how it has that hard hard at yeah. horn in the back and then the soft new velvet antlers up front. I've never seen that before. Me neither. I uh, we we had a. A buck that had, I believe it was the antler, like the left antler was shot off. There's no way it broke. It looked like it was shot off. Well, We've had one that... They break. Where they've had part of the jaw or the tongue, yeah. you know, gone. Messed up. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, some of them, I, but natural, I haven't seen a lot of in, you know, weird natural growth. I had uh, a deer last year. Last year that ran in, I probably spoke about it, but a deer that ran in opening day, opening morning, feeder went off. Yeah. This buck comes trotting in from behind me. I'm like, oh, baby, this is a good start. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and I'm like, what is, there's something weird about the side of him. And I pull up my binoculars and look, and there's a gaping flesh wound about the size of a softball right on his back like back leg area i mean a big old nasty wound looking thing mm -hmm. um and i watched him he sat there and ate corn and kind of walked around and just watched to the other off, side huh? didn't even phase him because i thought well i'm gonna have to put this deer down he's not the buck that i would normally shoot but i'm gonna have to kill him yeah do you know your, put him out your, of his misery mm -hmm. before he just turns into buzzard meat and uh now nah, he he was walking around just fine i let him walk that afternoon, I thought, yeah, if I see him, I probably ought to go ahead and shoot him, you know. 
it's probably not good to have open flesh wounds walking around the <laughs> ranch. Um, but, but I never saw right, him again. Never it's the right saw, thing to do, though, right? I mean, well, I don't know. As a sportsman, uh, n- 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 not necessarily. I mean, these deer can go through. I mean, you've seen you've oh, seen yeah. arrows sticking out of deer that have been sure. there since last season, or you know, the, uh, uh, bucks that have been sparring and they've got you know, yeah, sure, their back strap hanging out of their back, and they just it just heals itself, turns into leather. I once, uh, I'll tell you, early in my bow hunting career, here we go, South Doggy, ready? You got this on recording, right? <laughs> No, I, okay. I've told it before. Early on, when I was bow hunt, first started bow hunting, I uh, I I went and shot a doe right at mm-hmm. the feeder with my bow in a tripod stand. Um, I uh, tracked blood, little droplets. You know, I found mm-hmm. hair, brown and white hair at the at the scene, and a little bit of blood, and followed blood for fifty yards, just little trickles. You know, like, oh, here's another speck, here's another speck, for a good 50 yards, and then nothing. Found nothing. And searched for hours. I mean, five Aye. five or six hours. That's a lonely search, too. Oh, oh man. gosh. Just feeling terrible, Aye. you know, that I just <laughs> killed this deer. Right. And, um, you yep. know, it's just a terrible, terrible deal. I do, do not like that whatsoever. Nope. nope. Uh, the last day of... The last day of rifle season, I still hadn't shot a deer all year, and I thought, I need to get something in the freezer. And a doe comes walking across the field, same stand, but I was now in the rifle blind, mm-hmm. not in the not in the bow blind, and, uh, and I smoked this doe, just walking across the field, wasn't going to feed her or anything, just walking across the field. And uh, I shoot her, I go up to her, and right across her chest was this scar it wasn't in the brisket in the brisket up front and it wasn't completely healed but it was you know you could tell huh i knew exactly what that deer was (laughs) and it was fine it would have lived just fine it would have had no problem so uh, i got to shoot that same deer twice it's amazing (laughs) too and that's not the that's not the only time that's happened tj my dad tj Mm -hmm. and i were out uh, early on in our hunting career, he'd gotten a new shotgun, was deer hunting with slugs. Oh, my. And he and this was like one of the first times that I'd ever hunted a stand by myself, you know, many, you many were, years ago. You were six, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I was just learned to walk. No, I uh, I can't remember. But, you know, first time I'd ever yeah, hunted, okay. hunted by myself. And and so we were hunting stands not too far from each other. He was hunting with a slug. I think he was hunting like a bow blind, you know, with a slug. With yeah. a slug. I was just... sitting in the regular deer blind, and he was uh, somewhere else, you know, a couple hundred yards away or whatever, hunting in a bow blind with the shotgun. And I hear him, ba-boosh. And I'm like, oh, he got one. All right. About 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, there comes a deer. <laughs> Boom, I shoot it. I'm like, all right, we both got a deer. What a great morning. This is awesome. <laughs> and then I hear him, hey, is that you? Did you shoot? I said, yeah, I got one down right here. He's like, okay, well, I'm I'm over here tracking mine. <laughs> About 10 minutes later, he's like, hey, uh, a deer. You didn't see a deer run through here? I said, well, no, I mean, I got one right here that I shot. We got to looking at it. Well, it had my bullet hole in it. And it had that slug shot in the in the side of it. See, the way he tells it is he tag-teamed it. He wanted you to get a deer, and so he pushed it that way. Oh. Just, you know, missed just enough, no. right? So no, he definitely put... hit that deer. I'll tell you what a slug does. Boy. Oh, it's amazing. But uh, that yeah. deer went, you know, a couple hundred yards. And when it came into me, when it came into where I was hunting, it wasn't, like, running. It wasn't panting. It wasn't doing anything other than just a normal walk, just walking. Mm-hmm. With a giant slug hole inside of it, so those suckers. I'm telling you, man. Well, they have a high tolerance for pain. Just like dogs, they don't feel pain. One. Yeah, no. the same way we do. It's a uh, their receptors are not quite the same. It's, nope. But they're tough. They're hardy creatures. They'll live through a lot more than you think they will. I guarantee it. All right, up next, your game warden field notes. You get it only one place. It's the number one outdoor radio show in the world. At least here in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse on 1049 The Horn and 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Yes, I did, yes, I did. I snuck up to the balcony and I crept 
Outdoor news of the weird. Yeah, that um, entire thing that Saul Dog was talking to us about. I don't want to give it away. Naked fishing. No, stop. Don't no. give it away. 50 year old win. And never mind. Well, Sun Auto Service. Tune in next week. <laughs> Sun Auto Service, family owned and operated repair and maintenance company since 1978. They've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new. Sun Sun Automotive offers a full range of repair and maintenance. Whether it's your transmission, you've got issues with your AC, you don't want to go without getting that diagnosed from our friends at Sun Auto Service, a place we trust. 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and their newest location, 1206 Ranch Road 620, com, a place to go check for all of their specials that they've got going on. All right, now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. I meant to uh, talk about this, I guess, last week. I wanted to congratulate the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Graduated the 62nd class of the Texas Game Wardens and State Police Officer Cadet class. Graduated uh, first part into last month, I guess first part of this month that happened at the state capitol. Twenty three new game wardens and seven state park police officers were graduated uh, following a seven month preparation at the game warden training center. Newly commissioned um, man, I just thought, you know, we got to give a salute to our newest game wardens and state park Absolutely. police. I thought it was really interesting. Some of the cadets that came out of that class. Have you seen any of that? Oh, yeah. The pictures, yeah. Well, their history. Some of these cadets' background and history and where they came from. Um, The graduates will begin their new careers stationed in counties and state parks throughout the state. The 62nd cadet class brings a unique and diverse collection of skill sets and accomplishments. Among their ranks include a licensed attorney a high school science teacher, a former SWAT team commander, get this, a gold gloves boxing champion. (laughs) You don't want to... Could have used that yesterday when we were were told we were violating an ordinance in the park. Oh my gosh, we'll talk about that. A seasoned marathon runner with more than 30 races under his belt, including a pair of 50-mile events. You don't want to get in a foot chase with that guy. Mm, no. <laughs> like an Indian. Yeah. You. You, like you don't want to resist arrest with the Golden Glove champ. Uh, several in the class are military veterans, including U.S. Marine, who served on the MP Squadron 1, the President's Marine 1 detail, and a 20-year-old, uh, 20-year U.S. Army Special Ops veteran with more than 120 static line airplane jumps on his resume. One cadet hails from California, while another from Rhode Island, but the bulk of the class are homegrown Texans. So next week we're going to have one of the original KOZ kids He's calling in from Texas A&M, and he did an internship with the Game Wardens this summer. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, one of the cool things about, you know, it really I think there's only 14 of them that, that, that get in. And one of the things I was told is, 
that to be a game warden, you know, they have to give you uh, not only the background checks, but they interview a whole bunch of people about you, your character, oh, yeah. the whole background and all that. And I know that if you run as an intern, then you can use the people you worked with while you were an intern, yeah. the other game wardens, as your quality checks and your character checks, and that's who they call. Well, it's So all you in, can imagine all how in good who you that know. is. All in who you know. You know, you hear it time and time again. Well, put yourself in front of the people that, yeah, but you got to rise to the occasion. That's what I'm saying. You got to put yourself in the front of the right people. You got to do the do the right thing. But anyway, I just thought it was absolutely amazing. The game warden uh, knew so cadets the, come from man, from lawyers to boxing glove champions. To so I mean, is that not amazing? It is cool. So you, you're talking about don't get in a fight with the boxing gloves, right? Yeah. So don't get in an argument with the lawyer. You know, yeah, about, what, about right. what's right, like yesterday. Right. I know my rights. Well, you don't know them as well as I do as a bar-certified lawyer. <laughs> right. You have the right to remain silent. So I figured that we were in a park, and, you know, one, one of the things that is natural is Yesterday you had a kids' outdoor zone event. You right. took out uh, boys... Uh, 8 to 18, out to, yeah, this month was enjoy the water. It's wet natu- and wild. Wet and wild. It. Enjoy Outdoor the adventure. natural water, the natural resource that we have. Yes. And so you took a group of boys, uh, or y'all did. You're, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and we. Went we, to San Marcos? San Marcos, yeah, yeah. There's a great uh, area. It's it's kind of like your natural uh, theme park be for 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 water because it's a whole set of rapids like three different big yeah they shoots. rebuilt all that i think oh it's beautiful over the years and it's running great right now i mean yeah. it's a little bit hot and when i mean hot i mean the flow is pretty good fast enough that you get in it and you pulled under and you stay under and yeah then you pop up on the other side and it's just rough and wild and crazy that's and- like downtown san marcus right I mean, it is kind of like yeah. a rough and wild and crazy yeah yeah with all the kids around but uh, I mean, adults, young adults, but the, right. the, but so one of the things that we wanted to do is bring a whole bunch of venison burgers and sausages, and we're going to use that, uh, to cook. We're going to use a big, you know, portable propane, um, grill that right. I've got, you know, the right. ice and go. And, uh, yeah, say park, the game warden stopped us and said, uh, you can't do that over here. Cause we wanted to do it right by the banks. We're going to talk about baptism and if they want to be baptized and all that. He's like, no go. You got to have a table and cement pad in order to do uh, grilling out here. What? Yeah. And I, I was like, same thing. So we have a cement pad, but no table. He wasn't hearing any of it. You know, sometimes they're in a good mood. Yeah. And they'll listen. The other times it's just like, there's so much wild and crazy stuff going on out here. I yeah. don't want to talk to you. I don't want to argue with you. Yeah. I don't want to give it just didn't work. And so the whole argument of not ha- all it did is it didn't have a table. Right. They said the rule says you got to have a cement pad and a table in order to use propane and a grill. And trust me, by the end of the day people were out grilling in the trees yeah. by the end of the day. But KOZ, men of the outdoors, you follow the game rule the the game warden's rules. Plus he had a gun. That's what I told the kids, you know, hey, boys, he has a gun. So whatever he says, So what'd y'all end up having to do wait for a table? We we found one on the other side and uh, it worked out just great. There was no problem with it, except for we had to, you know, hike back, you know, through. It was just inconvenient because it it got out of my plans and what I wanted to do, (laughs) you know, but that happens with I mean, it just was a really good object lesson i think for the for the boys and for us you know do the right thing you yeah whether it makes sense to you or not or it's inconvenient for you or not you got to respect the game wardens i mean people that argue with game wardens right i mean i just had to take a pause and go oh okay this is his you want to be that guy right because there are hunters that do that oh i know you know like well i didn't step over that and what about legally we're hey man you know what Game warden, this is his playground right here. He's just trying to do his job, move on down the road, bada boom, bada bang. And just like everything else, it'll happen again. You don't don't make this your Alamo, right? Right. 
I mean, just <laughs> at the <laughs> mountain you're going to die on. I don't think so. Not with the game the hill? warden, no. you know. And those guys got so much to handle in uh, in a small amount. And uh, I just really respect them and respect what they do, and want to make sure that the young men that we work with understand that following the rules. And I and uh, coming up here in uh, after the break, we're going to have Steve Hall on who's the head of the Hunter's Education, and he's going to talk about some violations and all that. But it's incredible if you put that attitude into young men and anybody, young people in the outdoors, you got to respect that game warden. We, the state of Texas, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, along with the people in the communities in which you will live and work and serve and raise your families, will expect you in to be response in times of disasters and duress, said Smith. When you are called for help, day or night, weekday or weekend, or in need uh, for Don't the cause up. for help, You're you will go up, and you will go <laughs> dutifully. That is from Carter Smith. That's what he quoted to the men and women that graduated the recent cadet class. We just want to say congratulations uh, job well done. We thank you for your service. We thank you yep. for your future service, your continued service. And how you help us in the outdoors. And how you keep this all regulated to keep beefsteak from grilling in <laughs> unregulated territory. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> beefsteak would be insane without some of these rules. And now yeah, we thank you. We thank you uh, sincerely. And uh, we congratulate you. Our newest. 60-second cadet class of the Game Wardens. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations. All right, it's the Outdoor Zone. Up next, you're right, we do have Steve Hall. We're going to talk about hunting violations, the top hunting violations, uh, the new Outdoor Annuals out, uh, why everyone should buy a hunting and fishing license. We've got a lot to talk with the man himself, Mr. Steve Hall. Up next, you get it only one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7. 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.